Good evening, and welcome to our podcast. 113, written September 4th, 2022. The title of our podcast today is A Kite Heart, which is a metaphor for that someone who stands up for you always got your back and nobody does that better than your parents. When a good parent looks after their children or their kids and a child grows up and learn that this person is always in their corner, the kid realized that anytime things don't seem right, they can go to their anchor, their mom and dad for help, for a need, advice, good counsel, to fix that problem they can't trust anyone else with. All he or she has to do is tug on that string and or hand of that big strong parent and they're going to come running to their rescue. Kind of like our Heavenly Father. Reminds me of the scripture where it talks about God's banner over us is love. Let me read it. He brought me to the banqueting house and his banner over me was love. Song of Solomon 2-4 You look up to your parents, you trust them, you emulate them, you love them, and some of us even want to be like them. They are your forever best friend, and in your eyes they soar like an eagle, as a hang glider or paraglider as they navigate over the problems of life, kind of soaring over them, kind of like our bridge over troubled waters. Also, our scripture states that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Isaiah 40, 31. Read it. A kite heart are like that, with the wind under their wings and at their backs, so to speak, and they keep on soaring. You can't help but marvel how they stay afloat on the wings of the air. They are not mad annoyed or gloomy at what life dealt them, nor show it like a pout snout. You know, like a pig snout, pout snout. To shed a little light on the opposite parents, let's call them pout snouts. You know, those of us who disfigure our face to show displeasure or disgust. 
that we didn't have or get what we want and we didn't get it our way. Or as a nope, a mope rather, someone who's downtrodden, who give themselves to prolonged spells of being low in spirit. The street name we would call them are downers. And back in my day, we even had drugs that would take you there. <laughs> Pop snouts are someone who always down and out or raising the red flag as Chicken Little or they of their day, if you will, are always crying woof, woof. Or they go to the other end of the spectrum and they cry peace and safety. And if you know that scripture, sudden destruction fall on them. Found in 1 Thessalonians 5.3. Read it. A kite heart, rather, is content. They take to heart scripture that says, be content with what you have and that the Lord will not leave you nor forsake you. He is your helper, which is a good thing. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, paraphrase, read it. Another one, but godliness with contentment is great gain. 1 Timothy 6, 6. A kite heart is someone who takes the lemons and limes the world gives them and make great lemonade or limeade and I even like them combined as lemon and limeade which can be a refreshing drink. <laughs> a kite heart also inspires you and they help you soar. Well one day during the 60s the better half of my kite hearts, my mom, happened to see a young man she knew in handcuffs being taken out of a police car and being escorted into the courthouse. And she started crying. As my sister consoled her and said, Mom, he's just going to court. Mom replied, Seemed like they're taking him to lynch him. These were very disturbing words for a young lad like myself at that time, especially coming from my crying mother. My kite, whom I looked up to, was not soaring. In all my young life, I never seen the wind being taken out of her sail or her kite implode so quickly. Listen, friends, you see your siblings cry for scrapes, scratches, bruises, and things like that all the time. 
But when I saw my mom cry, my little heart needed some comforting. As I now look back, I understand the scripture that says, I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. Isaiah 41, 10. Paraphrase. Read it. Things which happen to us on a daily basis, but rarely do you see your mother and your father cry. I never heard my parents talk about some of the dark South racist type beatings or killings that took place during their era or their childhood upbringing. But because it was prevalent throughout the country during the early 1900s, they probably have seen some things that they shield us from. For that reason, I believe they kept the negative stories to themselves. In essence, they hid those negative stories and knew it was necessary to keep that positive outlook glowing to their children. See, when you come up in the South, like I did, you, you knew that a strong parent meant a lot. In some cases, it meant either your success or your failure. So those parents in our day knew what it was like to keep a smile on their face in adversity, which kept a smile on our face to make sure they give us the best schooling that we could get, then also to, to try to shield us from all the hatred that was prevalent in our day. When I grew up, some children were encouraged to look at the military sports, music, theater, as an exit strategy. Some were told to go for the cities. During the 60s, a generation of black, young blacks were exiting the farms and making their way to the suburban, suburban cities, the suburban area of the cities, suburban areas of the city. To work in warehouses and, and whatever they could find to do to try to make a better life for themselves and their children. In some ways, farming was an extension of slavery, whereas on paper, slavery had ended years ago. But they basically work you for nothing. Although there were some instances when sharecropping came along and kind of boosted workers' morale. But unfortunately, too little too late. So overall, it was not to the young African-Americans advantage to stay. 
to bring that personal, I remember one day, this gentleman that my brother was working with came by to pick up my brother to go to work on his farm. And my brother told him he wanted to go back to school. I hope I don't get the story wrong. He can always correct me. I'll apologize. And this gentleman became irate. He started cursing. He said, you can go and get all of those black B-A-S-T-E-R-S in Chicago and New York and bring them here, bring them down here. But my farm has to be worked. Those of you who know what, what word I spell know what was said. I will not air that word on my podcast. Both my brothers stood in the yard with no weapons. They just stood their ground, defiant, and watched this anger, watched this man's anger explode. They didn't know it at the time, but they were my heroes. I think of the scripture, you surround them with your favor as with the shield. Psalms 512. Hmm. The Lord protected my brothers that day. Who knows what that man could have done. But needless to say, shortly thereafter, it triggered my dad to figure it's time to move on from that farm. And we moved to another farm where the owner was a little bit more understanding. Even though to help dad and our family to survive, my brothers still dropped out of school, which would sacrifice their education. To see that us younger siblings could continue with our education. I will never forget their sacrifice. I will always love them for what they did. So that moving that to that other farm put the kite heart back in motion where they soared again as we looked up to them, we looked to our parents and knew that they had our best interests in mind. And I want to stop right here. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus, for godly parents who prayed us through. Thank you. And because of the Lord's great compassion and faithfulness, our parents who prayed for us and patiently waited on the Lord got to see the fruitage of their labors. Lamentation 3, 22 through 26, paraphrase, read it. A few years onto the new farm, my mom looked at my brothers and considered that they needed a future. 
And she thought of our cousin who lived in Florida, who could possibly get my brothers working on some type of job there. Glory to God, they both got into construction and they both did well. Using some of those same skills that they learned on the farm. Now, as a young adult becoming myself, I was considered considering that I wanted a new yellow and black trim 1970 Chevy SS Malibu. That baby was sharp. That I was wanting to stay on the farm and work with dad and get this new car. But mom stepped in and said no. Baby, you need to pursue a career. Go down to Florida with your brothers. They are doing well now, down there. Go down and see if you can get into a good paying job. It was kind of like Mother Eagle kicking babies out of the nest and teaching them to soar. And that's just like saying, I want you to thrive, to be successful, and to soar like, soar high in the clouds. Your kids take up the banner and keep the Galvin name going. I look back at that and I think, God, that he put that thought in mom and formulated her resolve to get us situated, to go on with life. I think mom was more or less looking at my father's health that if something should happen to him, we kids may get stuck on the farm. But who knows how long so the kite heart encouraged me to move on. It was a hard decision, but I listened. A few years into being there in Florida, we got the call that dad had a heart attack and was in the hospital. So we all went to see him one weekend. While there, he made this announcement. He said, I would be okay, but I got a few bills I need to pay. And I turned to him and I told him, you get well and don't worry about the bills. Needless to say, after telling him I love him, I didn't know it would be my last time we took off back to Florida, and about three days later, he passed away. Now, the big fear was what would happen with mom. But mom explained to us that with dad's social security and insurance funds, that she was thinking of buying a small place on another plantation 
near some other friends of our family and that she would be okay. And she could live off of her social security. A scripture that can help conclude today's podcast is that scripture, like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them and carry them aloft. Deuteronomy 32.11, NIV. Long story short, the kite hearts of mom and dad kept us looking up and connected us to the God they knew, Jesus Christ, who sustained us then and he sustains us now. So when he say, Lo, I'm with you always, I really take that to heart. Thank you, God. This concludes our podcast. Let us pray. Lord God Almighty, we pray that people today will repent and find forgiveness in Jesus Christ, your Son. God bless them to read your word, the Holy Bible, for themselves and help them understand your truths. So as your servant presents the kite heart or the kite hearts, let us read and understand your word, how God-fearing, praying parents are needed today to direct their children through the troubles of this life. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, for blessing the people who hear your message. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you or someone you know have need of prayer, contact us at heavensprayerlink.com. We'd love to pray with you. God bless you.